Yo, what's going on? This is Zid Raw. How's everybody doing today? You guys having a pretty decent, semi-decent day? Mine feels fun and fine and good, but chaotic and all that good stuff. I hope yours is... Really, I hope you're having a fun day. So, I started watching Power. And... I watched it for a couple of reasons. One, it's one of the most popular shows on television, produced and uh, major role star with uh, 50 Cent. 50, Curtis Jackson Cent put this show on. He's the executive producer. He knows rap game, but he knows Hollywood game as well or better than every other rapper that's out there. He's been in many movies. He started them. He's been on TV, so forth and so on. He knows what he's doing. And now this is him putting his, I guess, creative vision to life. So he gives us a show about the inner workings of, I guess they're, what what do you even call it? It's not like uh, like an organization, right? Like a drug organization or a uh, crime organization, uh, et cetera, et cetera. What you have, main characters are the quote-unquote kingpins of the drug organization and 50 Cent is their wise mentor who is locked up in jail until further notice. So anyway, started watching Power and at this point, I'm in season two, I don't like it at all. And I'm going to tell you why. This is is another show that is not for thinking type Myers-Briggs. There's so many conflicting, like, actions that these characters take that it's hard to watch. One minute, one minute the character is like, oh man, we need to do something, we need to be smart. And then two seconds later he's doing something dumb. He says that he's the kingpin, or he says that he's in charge, but then he's super emotional and makes the terrible decisions. He's self-sabotaging. I don't understand why the main character goes how did he get this empire I don't get it he's supposed to be this smooth talking uh, easy going sharp intelligent brilliant guy but he's just he just kind of dresses fancy he doesn't get stuff done he said he's meticulous but he's not very careful he's incautious he's sloppy he's not careful at all with any of his business he makes dumb, rash decisions. He doesn't do anything intelligently to the point where I could give a damn about the show anymore. There's no characters for me to latch on to. Now, I liked the friend Tommy because he was at least felt like an authentic character. But all the characters like this. All the characters are rash, emotional, excessive, over-the-top, silly. This is not the show for me. And after watching so many episodes, so many seasons, music is good, the visuals are good, cinematography is good. It's a bit too ridiculous for for me. I don't I don't get. I mean, I do get it. It's a soap opera, crime drama, but it's only for one type of person. This is very. If you just imagine the world where everybody only acts on their feelings, only acts on their emotions, only acts on their gut instincts, and nobody thinks, 
Nobody thinks anything through. Nobody actively tries to figure anything out that's going to benefit them in the long run. No one is long-term thinking. Everyone is just pop off, shout out the mouth. And this is the show for you because there is so much of it. Every character from 50 to Ghost to Tasha to uh, 50's son, all of them. It's crazy. So... I definitely had to say a couple of words about this show because it's it's just not for people like me. It's not for the rational, cool-headed, um, play-it-smart individuals at all. It's for people who mistake recklessness for bravado. And it just, it is not my show. Sorry. So let me see, what else is kind of going on with me today in the past couple of days? Um, I was having a lot of fun doing those breakdowns. I, I did a breakdown of uh, Lord of the Rings, followed by my complete distaste with how they treated Michael Holt, the real Mr. Terrific, and turned into that just abomination of a character of Curtis Holt on Arrow that was that was a lot of fun and I do believe that I do think that people get a little bit too caught up in their own vision when they're doing adaptations and I think it almost takes away from uh, the soul of the character and the soul of the character is something I talk about on here all the time because I think it's kind of the only way that I can really relate to people listening what I mean when I say there's a reason why this was a good adaptation and this was a bad adaptation. You can change aspects, but you can't really change you can't really change the lot the lifeblood of a character and then say it's the same character. Um, that's what you call a that's what you call a almost like yeah, there's this uh, crazy um, crazy wild version of this crazy thing happened on on, on on this one this one specialty specialty issue of Superman where uh, Superman all of a sudden was was weak to, to water like that's a whole new character defining concept where you do it temporarily but if you change it completely then all of a sudden he's no longer Superman he's slightly he's like a different character or a multiverse different universe Superman but anyways, my whole point of me saying that is that I have a lot of fun doing those. And if I can absorb some more material, I can give more back. I still haven't watched that new show. I was going to watch this new anime that's up on Crunchyroll where they said it's if you like Super Nintendo RPGs, then this is the show for you. Um, I'm sure it's tongue-in-cheek and a lot of fun. I definitely want to uh, check it out. But I've just been so focused lately. I've been so focused on creating, on um, putting out as much as possible, and I'll be so proud of myself and then simultaneously down on myself when I put something out. Like, I just put out this song on SoundCloud, and it's dope. It's dope as shit. I love the production. I love the, um, the lyrics. My fucking mixing is whack right now. Like, it's just whack. And I'm tired of having to do everything with just basic like scotch tape uh, equipment. Like I need, I need a better space. I need a better setup. 
that's something I really need to invest in. So the more I do on that, the more proud of myself that I am actually able to do what I can do. But then I'll listen back and I'll be like, oh, shit. After my song plays, I'm about to hear something with some really good mixing on it. So try again for the next song. But I have a feeling that over time I'm going to get better. But it's tough, man. It's frustrating. Uh, but it's 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 exa- it's it's a enthralling, exhilarating, it's thrilling. So I have a lot of love for uh, for the craft, and I really feel like because of how much emphasis I'm putting into it, I'm going to be able to get something back for myself. Um, also, shout out to the god Sultanair. He sent me three beats, which he's one of my favorite producers on SoundCloud. If you guys like SoundCloud um, hip hop beats. If you like kind of like the old school mixed with new school, lo-fi mixed with modern sound, Sultan Air is probably like my top three. His shit is so interesting and so dope and so clean. And it's spelled S-U-L-T-A-N-A-R-E. His shit gets like about a thousand plays per post. So he does way better than me. And the stuff is just quality, quality, quality. So he sent me some beats. I wrote one of the songs this morning. I'm going to do three. And I'm just going to go the fuck off on these sounds. I'm, I'm really, I'm really blessed and, and, and just excited about being able to, uh, to rap on these. Uh, and then tomorrow me uh, and the homies, we're going to make a, make a song from scratch at my homies, uh, place with the, with a nicer setup. I think it's going to be interesting. There's going to be more instrumentation, something a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to do the drums and then we're just going to have a good time and get some drinks and fucking pretend like we're real studio musicians, even though we are, but we aren't. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's what's going on with me. You know, what's going on with you? You know, you got to call me. What's happening? So I recently had posted or I had recorded a couple of uh, a couple of minutes about how I'm going to be talking about the movie Logan, at least for a little bit. And just giving my general, very basic opinion on it. One, because it's kind of like a movie that isn't on anyone's radar right now, but at the same time, if you're new to otaku beef and you're new to me, you should know that I like to talk about stuff that's interesting to me. To me. Whatever's going on in my life, whatever uh, pop culture, anime, video game, otaku stuff, or otaku adjacent stuff that I can view and... I was supposed to watch The Dark Tower today, and there was an issue with me getting the tickets and the venue, so I wasn't able to see it. So I was like, well, fuck it. What else can I do? So I went to Redbox, and I was like, there's two choices. Either I can get John Wick 2, which I haven't seen yet, or Logan, and I really want to see both of them. And Logan was the winner, and I was so thrilled and I'm so happy that that's the film that I was able to see. So it's fresh in my mind. And if you don't want to be spoiled, by all means, skip ahead. I'm assuming most people here have seen it so we can kind of digest and indulge a little bit in what's in this one small little aspect of the movie that I, I had a good time watching. So my original inclination and thoughts when I'm watching it, it's just that it's, it's so, Logan has been, it's such a serious movie. And I love that that's 
it's taking itself so serious. The other X-Men films, they have that nice sense of levity. I mean, they're not perfect. I don't think Brian Singer was better served for the later X-Men films. I wish that the man who directed Kingsman, who directed X-Men First Class, directed Days of Future Past. And I feel like we would have had a much more exciting, interesting look at the characters. But I think that it's really nice that the movies for the original X-Men had a nice sense of levity and they had humor in them and they were a little bit of, they were kind of fun. This movie wasn't so much fun as it was as it was like touching and intense. Hugh Jackman almost seems to have written in his contract where he was like, look, I've been playing Wolverine since 1999 or since 2000. I'm kind of over it. So I'm going to give you the best performance of my life, of my Wolverine career, but I'm done. Wolverine has to go. And, you know, like I said, spoilers for the entirety of Logan, but it was very beautiful when X-23... Uh, Laura finally laid him to rest and he had a cross at his grave and all the other children left and she literally turned the cross into an X and it was like yeah there lies one of the original most cared after most cared about X-Men characters finally at peace and he was finally at peace the right way doing the right thing by the person that he should have been doing the right thing the most of who was, in a way, his daughter. Very beautiful scene. But, I just think that this is some of the best work that's really ever been done for the franchise. As I've stated before, I think X-Men First Class is the best X-Men film. As far as an X-Men film. It's the best shot, the best storytelling, the most real and an unreal scenario and the most just poetic in terms of what it's doing and what its structure is and I feel like this is the best Wolverine story and it was really interesting because they went with an R rating which couldn't have happened if we didn't have uh, Deadpool where Deadpool really went there where it gave us yeah, this is an R-rated superhero movie that's silly, it's over the top, but it's very violent, very crass. So this movie had more fucks and had more blood and had more limbs being chopped off than I was really prepared for. So, why is this movie so... It's like a powerful movie. Now, okay, in overall terms of quality, I think it's one of the best executed. It's not really going to be one of my favorites, simply because I'm not the biggest fan of the character of Wolverine. I think that we indulge that character archetype a little bit too much. I find him to be a little bit crass, a little bit rude, and I think we lean into the Gary Stew of his character. So he's a little bit overindulgent in terms of the hyper male fantasy of the, the loner rebel without a cause who's like 135. But I think the, the uh, film franchise Wolverine, the glorified 
uh, more handsome version of the uh, original character is pretty damn good. Hugh Jackman is pretty fucking solid as Wolverine, and that is his his character to own. And a lot of actors get a character like that where it's like, yeah, this is their character to own. And I think Wolverine is probably going to be reminiscent of, uh, of James Bond if they play their character right, or of Batman. One of those characters is like, yeah, who, what actor doesn't want to be Batman or doesn't want to be James Bond or doesn't want to be Wolverine? I think that that would be one of those things that happens. So anyway... Why this movie works so well is because it's so singularly focused. This movie doesn't have to portray a whole team of X-Men. There doesn't have to be like a thousand X-Men characters whom like Magneto is sending out to attack and saying, just the pawns go first, that corny ass line. And then they all rush out and get hit. And he's like, see, that's why the pawns go first. Like just that terrible, terrible delivery from, I think that was X3, ugh, gag. This when the dialogue was very strong, very specific. Um, the interactions of Wolverine and Charles Xavier felt very real. Like, it felt like that was somebody that he'd been taking care of for a long period of time. Somebody who was at time super important, but now he's almost like an annoying, an annoying uh, dad who's like a little cranky and knows best, but Wolverine's like, look, dad, just take your pills. Like, come on. It was very sweet. I really like what they did with the character. And the, the one guy, the Sun Seeker, Man, marvelous, marvelous foil to Wolverine's standoffishness. He just had this very direct but very intelligent uh, way about him. And the bad guys, they weren't evil. They were just bad guys. He just knew what to do. So hats off to the storytellers of this of this movie. And the little moments. So there was that fantastic moment where Wolverine... And Professor X and X-23, they're out and they have to stay with, they, they run into this family and Professor X is like, I want you to help them to stay, uh, help them to, because their car got ran out the road by those trucks. Well, it's so cool because it's like they're in the future, but it's like they don't, it's like the subtle things, like there's trucks that are driving themselves down the road and they just honk when everyone gets near. The self-driving trucks. And then he's in this Chrysler, like 20, 2024 Chrysler. And it's a Chrysler, but it's a Chrysler, but it's like, yo, um, it looks nothing like any, any of the cars that we have. It's like a little bit more futuristic, a little bit more interesting. I just think that those little touches added to the realism of the story so I think that they just did a fantastic job with the setting and the tone and how the bad guys they're just bad but they're not like just evil men they're just guys who just have a different perspective so as far as the film goes I think this one is really fantastic I love the future X kids I wish that he could have kept going I don't even want to talk about it too much more I just think that it's one of those films that it just hit me really really well and I'm just going to leave with this one moment where Professor X said that he had the most perfect day and he didn't deserve it. And those were his final words and they were so beautiful. And Wolverine never got to hear them, man. It was the fake X-24. 
And it's that bittersweet that really played into what this movie was really about. So shout out to them.